0: Welcome to the Chronicles of Ganessi: Curse of the Green Sea. We're a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition podcast about six adventurers who are trying to stop the realm eater, Amira, from destroying the world. I'm Chase Ebling, and I play Alexander the Human Sorcerer. Um, continuing the things that he likes and dislikes, which I've now decided I'm doing to the end of the campaign, uh, he loves strawberries. Um, growing up up in the north in Lyceum, that wasn't something that they got very often so the odd times that they would, it'd been the highlight of the year, most likely. Strawberries are good.
1: Hi, my name is Morgan Mendez, and I play Dara Metallic, the druid slash cleric of Naramis. Um, I am a Steelborn. I do not have a fun fact tonight. Unfortunately, I've been working very hard and um, did not have the spare time this week to get one for y'all. I'm very sorry, but I'll have one next week.
2: Very good. Hello, my name is Coleman Winger, and I play Orofarnay, the paladin and fighter. Um, my fun fact about Orofarnay is probably the reason why he was so quick to uh, jump in and... What's the word? Uh, volunteer for the Soul Split challenge. Uh, basically, everybody else has something to go to once, you know, the Here Amira battle is done. Whereas he doesn't. And so he's like, well, <clears throat> you know... Uh, I don't have a wife to forget or children or family or whatever. So, uh, or die, you know, it's fine too. So, um, if I, if I die or forget anything, you know, at least I won't have all of that, uh, weight out of it. And so he seemed like the obvious choice and which is why he jumped in at it.
0: I'm calling bullshit right now. You do have a family that's called Emerald Order. Well, I mean,
2: obviously, but like, you know, I didn't just Damn. get married like half of us did, you know? So,
0: Technically, I'm kidding.
3: (laughs) Uh, And uh, I am Addison Bell. I play Clushin Trailbreaker, the ranger bug boy tracker of the group. And uh, in a fashion, it's fashionish, my fashion adjacent, I don't know, fact of the (laughs) week, this week, is is Clushin's opinion on tattoos. He thinks they're cool. He does. He thinks they're cool. He'd probably have one, except for he's like not really sure about the whole swarm tattoo, how that would work thing, since they're like always on him. And like you go to a tattoo, probably get a tattoo, and you're like, "Oh, excuse my bugs," like that. He doesn't want
4: to <laughs> deal with that. Excuse me, could you move those spirits a little to the left, please? <laughs>
2: It'd probably just be really rude to bring all those bugs into some some guy's shop, too. You know,
3: what if yeah, they, they want probably- tattoos? <clears throat> There's probably
5: like some oh my God, regulations the, or something about rolls that. tiniest tattoos. Hello, I am Dustin Ull. I play Yordorim Battlehammer, the Male Mountain Dwarf Fighter. Uh, I feel like I'm always the Debbie Downer for these fun facts, but Yordi <laughs> is the reason that both of his brothers are uh dead. No. <laughs> um he would fight side by side with them and Yordi. Was never strong enough growing up to be able to protect them, and they both fell in battle—the same battle, actually. So, yeah, Jordy's all about trying to protect people ever since.
6: So understandable, and that's rough, buddy.
4: Well, shit, I was there. (laughs) There it is. Oh, that's a good look into Yordi's psyche, though. I think that's, that's good. Uh, hi, I'm Marshall. DM, me here. Hello. One day I'll get something of a semblance put together for that whole intro. Uh, <laughs> my fun fact for the night is that some people speculate that the gods aren't actually gods, but other alien-like beings who grant mortals their power in exchange for worship, which could extend their lives. Doo do 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 Hello. I need to get some tinfoil. <laughs> get your tinfoil hats on. Get it. It's going to be like, the gods aren't actually gods, but aliens and the little stars is going to go across the sky. The more you know. <laughs> Who knows? That's what some scholars think. <clears throat> Last time. It's a bit of a hodgepodge of a whole bunch of different things happening. The party arrived at Karth. we greeted by Hopeless, Fenric, and Villamir. They took shelter at the Kraken's Fall Tavern, uh, where the, uh, what's the word? The companion members who have journeyed with them (laughs) have, uh, (laughs) sorry, my wife is just like posting memes of my face, uh, looking like Sid the Squirrel from Ice Age. (laughs) That's pretty spot on, (laughs) not gonna lie. Oh my god. Um. The party. <laughs> uh, the companions of the party went their opposite ways. Ishan and Ishani went to investigate this ballista like weapon that could potentially damage and hold Shamsa here in stasis. Um, it seemed to be tied to their homeland. The others kind of dispersed as the day went forward. Uh, they met Gavik, and he shared with them the ancient art of trapping souls, soul snare, um, the Atmalian art it was revealed that Bear, uh, one of the key Tenastari figures on cards, uh, retained this ability after he moved forward into the timeline uh, and is going to teach Orofarné. The two sat down in what we mocked as uh, very homoerotic yoga. (laughs) Um, As Orofarné and Bear sat opposite one another in this kind of like stone courtyard overlooking the sea, uh, focusing on their breathing and eventually moving into the flow and redirection of voice uh, in order to practice these Atmalian arts. Eventually, uh, a few hours into the first day, he was successful in stepping into bare shoes and seeing his past, uh, including the tragedy that befell his family the others uh, all could have separated and did their things Dara went to meet with Zelos and learned of his mercy Uh, Alexander and Millie went to the sea at the beach to craft his new robes and come to his conclusions while Millie came to her own and threw her holy amulet into the sea Amnar met with Clushin and Yordrum in Kraken's Fall Inn and talk to them about how amaranth crystals could be used to combat the nightfall, how they had never fully tested such a thing, but in the initial um, probes, it seemed like it was going to work, but they had never had the chance to test it. A lot is going on all at once in this world. Things are spiraling. Dara learned of the Abaddon Protocol, the thing that triggered at the Barokumuda when Shamsahir appeared. There are whispers all across the island of Gosi, of the primordial kraken that stalks the waters and capsizes ships and destroys small islands. There are whispers of Shanabog, the Garudan scientist that's cooperating now with Iki, the turncoat, who was working with Slaver's Roost. A lot of them are whispering that you can't trust him. But a lot of this comes from personal pain. Day one of Karth comes to a close. Sun rises, you're all awakened. or Farnay bear approaches you bright and early in the morning, finds you he says, uh, we um continue the to training, yes,
2: oh, uh, yeah, let's do it. I got a long rest, right?
4: Yes, all of you do. It takes you back to the familiar kind of stone garden slash courtyard overlooking the ocean, his peaceful place, and sits down once more, quickly moving into the the somewhat throat singing to generate the energy for the Atmalian Arts, getting in tune with you and showing you deeper techniques that make this transition and process faster and easier for you and less dangerous. As you're picking up on it fairly quickly. I ask that you will roll me two d20s and add the total.
2: That literally almost couldn't get any better. That's 38 for an 18 and a natural 20.
4: That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Really good. <laughs> He's done it again. <laughs> um, okay, we'll come back to that. The rest of you guys today, what do you do? What is on your agenda? We don't have to go through the entire day if you don't want to. Just kind of what are your characters kind of doing in this pseudo downtime? Is there anything that you want to explore? Are there any mysteries that you want to take a look at from yourselves and your own pasts? Uh, Is there anybody that you'd like to talk with? Or would you just kind of like to spend your day and move on to the next?
1: Do I need to attune that staff? That's not in my inventory.
4: <laughs> um, yes. Yes, you do.
1: Has it been a, a long rest?
4: Yes. yes. Everybody can take a long rest.
1: I just need to know so I can change spells.
6: Yep, sure. Um,
0: I want to f- find inclusion at some point, but we can get to that in a minute.
1: I don't have anything to do. I was going to say, like, I would spend more time with Zelos talking more, but we can do that off camera. I do want to hear this conversation, though, so if we could please RP that.
3: I'd like to spend my day hiding from Alexander. God. <laughs> face your demons. And then
1: eventually I will come over and I will talk to Ora Farne. We're going to have that conversation. Yes, we're going to have the conversation. If you'll have it cool. tonight. Cool.
0: Yeah, so Alexander. He... I, can, I can use to help find him. He's not on a, in a forest or I'm on only a, kidding. On a, in a desert, so he doesn't have a bandage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. So I imagine I'd probably find you as you're eating breakfast, whatever. Um, I'm about to send off that message to Fallow and Ginny. I didn't know if you'd want to be around when I to hear the sponsor if you had anything that you wanted to add
3: um Clution's <clears throat> going to check the ring the vine ring is it still living and all good
4: it is still living and all good
3: you might nope I think they very virgin and green I'm sure she's got it under control I think I should have typed
0: this out beforehand, but I need to figure out what my 25 words are. (laughs) Um, Fuck it, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. (laughs) So I I pull out the stopwatch-looking device I made, and I kind of turn a couple dials, so it starts uh, ticking. And I say, we're now on Karth formulating a plan. It's a good thing we got to the... Trove first can explain more later. How are things going on your end? Do we need to expedite? Definitely feels more than 25.
4: (laughs) I think that was right at 25. But that's okay because it's just a thing that you can keep doing, so it doesn't really matter.
0: Uh, Once a day. (laughs) That's fine. You can only do it once a day.
4: Um, You hear a reply pretty much. I'd say like thirty, forty seconds later, and the reply is the gushing sound of wind. Uh, if any editor wants to like throw in a wind effect here, hey, you, just hear, found a on. <laughs> you just hear the uh, fan on you just hear
0: things are okay uh, currently heading
6: northeast, I think it's very hard to hear anything. <laughs>
2: Damn it! I was doing Messy. a wind sound, but I was muted. <laughs> God damn it.
6: <laughs> oh,
4: my.
3: I really, that's a... Excellent. So, I was sure that they were going to be uh, doing alright still. I'll let you know if I get worried, but uh, for now, I think that everything's A-OK.
0: Well, I know I couldn't Keep my composure if I was in your position, so I thought I'd offer.
3: Uh, she can handle herself pretty well. Um. Also, I would have got Sarkis out when I woke up. Give him some time to be out and about and see the people and stuff like that. So
4: You're, You summon him, and this <clears throat> time he is no longer the tiny little snow leopard kitten that you had at the Brokamuda. Now he is larger. Not quite as large as when you first Met him. Uh, But he's grown almost back to full size. Kind of snuggles up against your leg and then he just starts wandering around, looking around the area. Kind of goes over to the sea and just kind of puts his paw in it and licks it, puts his paw in it again, (laughs) just kind of looks back at you. You get the understanding that this is probably the first time Sarkis has ever really had a chance to just stop at the ocean. And admire it.
6: Good. I'm glad that we can uh,
3: give that to him. Yeah. Sorry, everybody that was hoping he was still tiny and adorable.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Tiny and adorable is easy to kill.
3: When you give him a literal
2: 18 years in between the last time you took him out, he's Crone full
4: back to an adult now. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's been like two days. <laughs> oh man, that's great. <laughs> is there anyone else who'd like to do anything on day two? That giant like ballista
5: thing is in this mm-hmm. town, right? Not to get to take a look at it.
4: it is being transported to the town transported okay yeah it should arrive based on their reports uh on day three or four just depending on how fast the boat gets here gotcha i was gonna go take a look at it but if it's not here yet never mind okay we'll definitely put a um a note on that though because it will be arriving later so don't forget what you're gonna do
0: The only other thing I wanted to do is I wanted to start the process of um, forming the eye for Dara.
4: Okay, yeah. After checking
0: in with with Millie,
4: making sure that she's kosher enough, you know. Yeah, she seems high-spirited today. Despite everything that's happened, it, it seems that throwing away her symbol, if nothing else other than a symbolic gesture, has lifted something off of her mind.
0: Oh, I I almost forgot. Uh, Christian, you would have seen me wearing new robes this morning.
3: Oh, right, yeah.
4: I should have said that earlier, but anyway, moving on. <laughs> you would have seen me wearing new robes this morning. Hey, nice robes. Thanks. All right, anyway. <laughs> new robes, new robes? All I see is All I see is Alex Alex Alex, 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 Alex. new robes
3: <laughs>
4: what you got there oh you mean this <laughs> <laughs> looks like your torso yep. made a new friend <laughs> talking about robes
0: <laughs> whatever check you make for that <laughs> the, the,
4: the thing. Mm. Let's do some jewel crafting shit.
6: Yeah.
4: Let's do some jewel crafting. Let's see. I have to look it up again because I have forgotten as well.
0: I, I know I've got proficiency with it, so I have my proficiency. I just don't remember what the other number is.
4: I think it's, you can I make an like int based ability check adding your proficiency.
0: Okay, so that's plus eight.
4: Yes, and you're cutting a diamond. Uh, that's a natural 11 for 19. 19, okay. It doesn't finish today by any measure. Like you said, you're starting it. Um, it's been a while for you. And oh, yeah. the first couple shavings, I'll call it, that you initially begin to do to round it out slightly, um, take a little bit more than you were hoping to. Uh, it's not botched by any measure. It just kind of um, if you were hoping for of, a lighter touch.
0: If if at any point I sense that I need to get that touch back, I'll mm-hmm. pull out that second diamond I, pulled, I had and work it sure. to get my yeah. hands back in working order.
4: Perfect. Um, are you spending pretty much the rest of the like, afternoon-ish working on this? Un-
0: unless I'm pulled away by anybody that's I'll probably just hold my ups up somewhere. Sure. Okay. Go ahead and give
4: me another one, then.
0: Give me another roll. With 14 plus 8. So that's 22? 22, right? 22 cuts it.
4: Yeah. Quite literally. Um you uh you begin shaping it again, uh, taking more care and allowing more time, kind of letting that meditative trance-like state wash over you, you know, where you're so focused on the one thing. And before you know it, hours have passed, and it's quite resembling what Dara needs for an eye. It's not quite there, but it is pretty close.
0: I'd probably find them and just show them the progress. but
1: Grateful for it. Um, I'll probably spend the, the next... Few hours applying that in, it's probably going to take a while.
0: Um, it's not quite ready. I need to work it just a little bit more. But we're, oh, we're close. S-
1: I misheard. I thought you said you had finished it.
4: No, no he's close. pretty close, but he's not quite okay. done.
1: Then I'll do it. Then whenever like, you're it's
4: done. Got, it's like got the shape, but I imagine I haven't like etched in iris. And you've like, got the, the perfect, perfect shape for it. Okay, that slightly, slightly ovular spherical shape of the eye you've gotten pretty much in perfectly um now come the details okay um is there anything you'd like to do morgan you mentioned something about zelos
1: well i would go visit zelos again but i didn't know if he had already went back to torvala already He's
4: still here for the moment
1: then i would visit him again to have tea
4: he brews a fresh cup for you, sets it on the table gently, and just kind of sits in silence for a while, just enjoying the company.
1: Um, I would also like to spend my time researching the chaos bitch. <laughs> um,
4: yeah, yeah. Um,
1: Maybe getting some information and gathering information. I don't know. Depending
4: on what exactly you're doing, I would say make a history or a religion check.
1: All right. Let's do history. Well, yeah, history. It didn't roll a one this time. It was a 25. It was 17 plus eight. That was good. Hell yeah.
4: Okay. Okay. Uh, You spend some time holed up in Villemir's study in the... uh, The library that he's had kind of commissioned and built in the town, Uh, Gavik has been using it quite a bit as well, gathering up some of the books from the Tenistari ruins and having a place to kind of safely keep them for now. Um, It's got all kinds of ancient shit as well as some modern literature as well, but most of it is functional rather than entertainment based. Um, You do find a couple of books... Uh, that mention bits and pieces of the prophecy, and that mention uh, more so the practical aspects of entropy and chaos and how it has shifted and rattled the world throughout the ages, specifically pointing to a few points in prehistory, what is now colloquially known as the Forgotten Era, where there were many civilizations that worshipped you know, the, the elements rather than specific gods. You had sunlight, you had earth, water, air, all of that. Um, deities personified from the natural elements. And there were cults that you're finding that were at the forefront of oral histories that were passed down and eventually recorded by hand, so it's hard to tell the validity of them. Um, but you're learning of cults to Shams to hear, never named as such, uh, but cults that worship entropy and darkness and dragons and things like that uh, in precursor history. And I will inform you more on what you learn at a later date. Okay. But you're going through right now, gleaning that information and learning about these ancient cults that you are connecting to new or here or both.
1: That sounds good. I'm happy to find that bit about the cults because that might connect us to the weird cult leader that Orofarni saw with his echo which I'll tell him about if we go have dinner or something. And if anyone else is present at dinner, of course, like you'll have that knowledge as well.
0: Yeah. Um, and I'll then, say because I, w- yeah. I was on the phone that I am um, absorbed in eating and, or working so I don't <laughs> go to dinner.
4: All right. Um, or Farny. Roll a couple of constitution checks. Constitution saves, we'll say.
2: Con saves? Okay. First one is a 21. hmm Second is a 13, but I'm going to burn a luck to do that again. It's the same, so 13. Okay. Second one. And then a 17.
4: Perfect. Perfect. Okay. Um, You spend the morning, afternoon, and early evening training with Bear with scarcely any time in between. You are finding it easier to enter into this kind of flow state, but every time that you manage to dip into it, you feel something inside of you almost instinctively like a <laughs> like prey knowing that a predator lurks just outside of their vision almost instinctively you draw back and today you're having a slightly harder time connecting now you do when you do connect manage to feel bears emotions and you manage to see some of the same scenes that you'd already seen the day before um it looks like largely today is recap and getting used to that feeling. Um, But you do note that despite Bear's insistence that you take your time and slow down, you are seeming to grasp this very quickly. However, it cannot be stated enough. Every time you enter into this flow state, something in your heart screams at you to take cover. Did you do early into the evening, before I imagine the group meets back up at Kraken's Fall, where Dara reveals some of the things that they've learned. Preliminary findings, um, nothing, again, incredibly deep, largely due to the age of the text and being passed down orally. It's hard to confirm or get deeper detail on a lot of those. But it's progress.
6: And as well,
4: Dara, in that time that you spent uh, because you rolled so well, if you choose to do this again tomorrow or another day, you will have advantage because you kind of know exactly what you're looking for now. Good. Okay. Is so there anything anyone else would like to do at the end of day two?
2: Morgan, were you wanting to have a conversation?
1: Um, I would assume that Naturally, I would have flowed from the topic of discussion about the book to leaving for the night, and I would pick that up with you on day three because it was not – it wasn't impermanent to the discussion.
2: Sounds good. Off to to bed then.
1: Also impermanent. Impertinent is not a word. I just made that up. Impertinent. 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 Is that a word? What does it mean?
4: Impertinent means not showing proper respect. Or being rude.
1: Wow, what a word I chose to use. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's not the word I wanted to use.
4: Okay. That puts us at the second of Hastia. Third era, 532, Grados. You awaken to a cooler morning. Uh, low 60s, with a light breeze and slight drizzle in the air. Once more, Orofarnay, Bear approaches. He just kind of doesn't say anything. You awaken before he even walks through the hallway. And you know intrinsically that he's on his way. And he stops. And you dress, and you walk to meet him. And he just nods at you knowingly. And you're starting to get the understanding that the more time you spend connecting, the less is hidden. Whether that be in waking life or while you're actively using the Atmalian Arts. For a brief moment, you even think you hear his thoughts in your head. He takes you toward the... the front door of Kraken's Fall before a strange creature uh, kind of lands. And this creature is almost like a stork. It's an incredibly tall, spindly bird-like creature. It's got a uh, satchel around its side. And it kind of just reaches in this like sentient bird-like creature, looks at you all, Reaches in, uh, many of you having breakfast, many of you kind of waking and stirring for the day. Reaches in and pulls out a letter. And it says, uh, I got a letter to deliver to the Emerald Order. Straight from the Grove. Oh. It's fast-tracked. Kind of like hands it forward. Take it. Well, I got a... Deliver a couple more on the aisle and then I'm heading out to the Erie. People are real excited about uh, everything that's happening out there now. Uh, take care. Wow. He kind of waves a wing up and.
1: You really just Skyrimed that guy straight in and just yeeted off.
4: Have a letter for you. The journal's <laughs> to delivered to your prize only. Anyway, got to go. I've been trying to find you. <laughs>
1: I've been trying to find you. And he's just, it just pans your thing and I'm like, ah! I was in the middle of something.
4: And then he fucks off. Yep. Um letter says uh hey guys uh, it's been some time since I've went to the grove but I, uh, I wanted to update you guys on how things are much like I feared uh, Shams to hear however you're supposed to spell it <laughs> actions have been affecting everyone and uh, everything the process of transferring the books has been troublesome due to the quantity of them and how old some of these tomes really are. Uh, It's also challenging having to learn and teach how to preserve these books. Uh, And of of course, there are the sacred tomes as well that hold uh, locations to powerful items, cataclysmic magic scrolls, and where to find and release the uh, biggest baddies. So uh, that's been fun. And then he... Seems to have written a uh, colon and slash to show a frowny face. I've uh, learned quite a bit about defense measures, uh, especially of the arcane nature. I haven't tracked down the locations of the other Dorakai, but I'm sure I'll find something soon. How are things uh, going on your end? And what the hell was that whole Dara kill mode thing? I miss you guys. Uh, Hopefully I'll be able to meet you soon, you know, before the world ends. (laughs) Sincerely, Zhao Jin Hai. P.S. Uh, might be able to bring some stuff back. Anything crucial that you guys might need? End of letter. That's a real letter from Jackson. Everybody.
2: I was gonna say. Well, for half a second, I forgot that he actually wrote that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he mailed it too.
3: I was yeah. I was on the fence until we got to the colon slash to make a frowny face, and I was like, "That's uh, definitely <laughs> that's definitely from definitely. the source." <laughs> <laughs> the source was
1: on the letter with Marshall's name spelled differently each time it's precious yes
4: he seems to be doing well in the Marine Corps for our listeners
1: he's dying inside that's what he wrote he's to dying me. inside that's he was supposed he to be back me. ages ago <laughs> probably dying <laughs> that was on that, the outside that was a cry too. for help that was
4: another letter yeah <laughs> that was another letter. <laughs> it, was,
1: it was rough but he's doing better it's better
4: He's okay. Better. He's good. supposedly at his final kind of juncture where they were going north to do some more drills and figure things out. So we'll see.
1: So at least he's doing well. I wonder what what could we ask him for that could assist. Do you have any idea, Alexander? I mean, you've been to mm-hmm. the grove more than I have
0: maybe one more time and that ended very badly that did
1: yeah
2: i mean he's got all the recorded knowledge of the world there essentially right i mean start plugging in those keywords and see you know the chomps to hear and you know see see what further can be dug up um if if we're gonna do sending to jenny every day um you know, maybe maybe today before she meets, you know, where she's going, we could do a sending to Jin and see if we can just get him to pop out some some really, really important information or research really important information. I don't know, you know.
1: Would that's a great idea, but would and I'm I'm just saying this, Alexander, before you say anything, is that knowledge Shams to here in the place where we were not supposed to go
0: Theoretically no it's the knowledge of locations of Liana and the others that was Okay forbidden so to speak
1: Okay so we'll be safe Theoretically Okay
0: Um, And as far as sending is concerned this and I pull out the little stopwatch looking thing it only goes to its pair that Fallow has. So oh. I can't send to Jin. but I'm, I'm sure if I asked Vilmir, if we have Vilmir, he could probably figure out something. Or um, maybe Bernalk. Yeah. yeah.
2: Jin also talked about, you know, learning magic about, uh, was it blocking magic or something like that? Was that, did he say something about that? Defensive, I believe. Defensive magic, yeah, yeah. We can ask him to elaborate on that a bit more because we
0: could use all of that. Defensive magics to help fight against his ray of non existence would be amazing. You, You don't fucking say. Yeah.
1: Marshall, in your world, what does that mean? Defensive magic? I'm sorry, that was a big question. Um, you don't have <laughs> to answer this it. right now, but we can come Everything back
4: Everything from shield to counterspell.
3: <laughs>
1: okay, I just... He's, I
3: He's going Wild to have read a spell book and one of the, the like attack sections subtitle is going to be the best defense is a good offense. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he means. <laughs> I cast fireball. There's so more just ways just... for
4: his ancestors to beat people up.
2: Yeah, Jin learned Eldrick Blast is what he was trying to say. Oh
3: no That'd be pretty great Uh, (laughs) We should definitely see If he can elaborate on that at all though
0: And out of game We should totally write that out in a letter And send it to Jackson
4: We do not know where he is anymore Yes Son of a bitch He said in his last letter to us a couple weeks ago That he's heading north Into the mountains for training And he doesn't (laughs) know how long exactly he'll be there but he also doesn't know what the mailing address is, and so he'll either send us a letter soon with the address, or Bruh. or he won't.
1: What kind of <laughs> what kind of thing? I didn't even get to read it. Going up to the mountains yeah. to train. I'm like, what kind of like?
4: Well, it's it's kind of what it kind of like, sounds like. I'm yeah. like,
1: that's like crazy. Field <laughs> training,
0: yeah. Oh, shit's real. Damn. Going up to the mountain to spar.
1: That's, yeah, oh, um, yeah. no.
4: His battle buddy.
1: No. His girlfriend of, like, one day. He said, like, this kidding. may be my
4: last letter. This may be my last, uh, uh, this may be my last letter since the North Camp is uh, a different beast. Uh, 15 minutes to get, get in and eat food. Uh, 7 plus mile hike every day with backpacks weighing at least 50 pounds plus a rifle
3: mm-hmm.
4: and uh, climate change from leaving the beach. It's a lot, but I'll pull through. I love you guys. Stay safe. Well, that's, that's nice. Damn. What about yeah, he's like, was, he's, uh, was he's like, that was, uh, that was mid July. That was a month ago. This we make, got yeah, that letter. The letter was stamped on July 18th.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say, even if we reply with a letter, it's like our, the campaign'll be done before he can reply back <laughs> to us.
4: <laughs> he would have climbed the those mountains is, before. The wild he gets thing the is he was supposed to be back in ten weeks. It's been yeah. like four months.
1: <laughs> that they always say that. Don't listen. They always say that. He'll be gone for two weeks. Lies.
3: That's twelve. Quick, <laughs> fifteen-minute adventure, Jackson. In and out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Morty, get in
2: the portal. Let's
4: go. <laughs> so, um, your trip, yes. Getting outside a little bit, stretching your legs. It's been hot for the most part lately. This kind of cooler weather is is welcome. Light rain is quite nice. You hear a bit of a hubbub at the docks, and you can see what appears to be a large constructed machine uh, being covered with cloth as it's lifted out of the ship onto the dock, onto a rolling kind of platform.
6: Okay.
5: Um, And uh, remind me, I can't remember,
4: the this device, it's of magical nature, right? Yes, it seemed to be, of some type hey. of magical nature, anyway.
5: Okay, well, I'm going to tell the group, uh, hey guys, I'm going to go down and take a look at this uh, weapon that might be able to be used for Shams to hear. <clears throat> it looks like it's finally here.
0: <clears throat> That's and a great idea. This, was this on day two that this happens, or did this we jump You
4: guys did day two just a little bit ago. Gotcha. I just want to make now. sure I wasn't
0: missing days. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to head down.
6: Sure. Easy to do.
4: Begin making your way toward the docks, and you see uh, what appears to be a large, kind of taller, uh, Garudan man with reddish blue, kind of weird. By tinted feathers. So it's almost like a gradient across his feathers of reds and blues. Um, you can see around the top of his head there are little green tufts and as well on the wings kind of right at the tips there are green tufts. Um, and uh, he seems to be wearing kind of ornate robes that show his status and there are different kind of Medals that adorn the front of it. And he's uh, walking very tall with a couple of others, another Garudan uh, male who's a little bit shorter, wearing similar military kind of regalia with a couple of medals. And uh, this one is like yellow and black feathered, again, like gradient down his body. Um, And he's got gloves on and he's kind of like approaching the ballista and like moving the cloth and carefully inspecting it. And you see Ashan and Ashani getting off of the ship, just slowly walking down the gangplank kind of casually, a bit more at ease than they were previously.
5: Um, I will just head up to the Those are the Eric Cocker of your world, right? The yes. ruins. I'm just going to walk up to them. I'm just going to be like, uh, per the emerald order, can I take a look at this weapon?
4: You see the um, Rashan and Ashani just kind of wave, uh, if nothing else, letting the Grudens know that you are with them. And uh, one of them, the yellow feathered one kind of instantly drops the, um, the cloth over the ballista and kind of straightens his back and looks at you. And he says, "Um, this is without a doubt one of the most dangerous pieces of machinery that um, you have ever seen. If you would like a brief look at it, we can quite easily do so, but we should wait until we move it to the warehouse so that it is uh, not exposed to the elements for too long.
5: That's fair. Um, I'm just thing may be scary, but I'm gonna see if I can't make it even scarier. So I'll follow.
4: Kind of like looks at the other Garuda, looks down at you. And he's like, "Okay." <laughs> the uh, the taller Garuda is just like staring down at you, um, almost quizzically. And then he kind of shakes his head, stands tall, and walks along the ballista. Um, You arrive shortly after into one of the large loading bays where they kind of store a lot of supplies and they push it inside and they uncover it for you to see. This looks like a pretty standard ballista at first glance. You can see there's metal kind of metal plates that have been attached to reinforce it. You can see large, um, essentially like a large crossbow mechanism at the top of it. Uh, large cables that can be drawn back and then fired at extreme speeds. You don't see any ammunition for it. Um, but the longer you awesome. look at it, you notice there are strange symbols kind of scrawled all over it. Yeah,
5: that was going to be my next uh, question. Uh, what type of ammunition does this shoot?
4: Yeah, regular bolts. The the Garudan who had spoke previously says, "This um this machine seems to only react to mana, uh, typically from someone in particular. Um, the mana from he kind of tilts his head for a moment. The the mana from the malevolent runoff when somebody turns into an Oracora but retains their mind." This is why we wanted Trelandrio to operate it. Because she had become one with the malevolence, but kept her mind intact. So she was able to siphon it into the Magi Pulse and f- shoot. Fair enough.
5: So it doesn't use any physical type of ammunition, then? Oh, it can. It sure can. Can it use magical and physical at the same time?
4: Theoretically, you could infuse the magical into the physical. Do you have any physical ammunition at the time? There is some in the boat, yes. We have roughly six long arrow-like ammunition that uh, fits into the ballista and... There was not much more that we could save because uh, some people set some of our storerooms on fire at the roost. Not you guys. (laughs) You didn't do that. (laughs) But uh, because of that, we have lost quite a bit of the ammunition that we had previously.
5: That's fair. I'm going to go back and talk to my group, but I will most likely be back to work
4: on some of the ammunition. He nods. If you can find a way to make this even more scary, like you said, then um, we would be happy to have another brilliant mine on board. And that they mm-hmm. kind of throw the cloth back over the large canvas over the ballista. And you see them kind of sharing a few words, and then Ashan and Ashani both step into the front of this storage area and kind of stand guard you make your way back to the Kraken's Fall and you roll a d20 make it a perception check I like what I see there you said perception
5: that's a 26
4: 26 as you're walking back to Kraken's Fall you notice a bright light that's descending From the sky. And at first you think that the you know maybe the clouds are just parting and the sun's coming out, and then you see the break in the clouds, and the light begins descending farther until it shoots down into the chimney of the tavern and disappears out of sight. It's piqued his Yordi's interest. He's gonna go inside the tavern. Sure. You walk in, the rest of you that are still there. Um You notice at first, a flame suddenly appears in the fireplace, and you've seen this before back in Villamir's mansion. Okay. You watch as the flame begins to burn brightly as if it's announcing its presence, and then slowly dims, and you watch as a man... His hand appears on the front of the fireplace, half-gloved, fingers cut out long ago for the dexterity, and then pulls himself out of the fireplace. And you see Varn, the younger Varn that you had seen previously. He's like, gives a light cough. He's like, (laughs) this place looks like hell, but also heaven. Looks around the room and he's like, "Klution, we um we need to talk. Well, really, all of the Emerald Order we need to talk. Um, But I have a few things for you
3: as well. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, In private, I assume, or
4: um, kind of like looks up at the sky again. Another trend that you're noticing on Karth lately." People just like absently looking up at the sky, even when they're indoors. And he's like, privacy is always valued, um, if we can find some space for it. And he hears the door open, and he sees Yordrem walk in. And Yordi, immediately you look over and see Varn, and he just looks at you, and he's like, the fuck are you doing here?
5: As he walks in, and he sees a Varn there, he's just going to be like, By my beard, is that Varn?
4: Ah, uh, yes.
5: I was told you were dead.
4: I am. He says, like, half certain of himself.
5: <laughs> but you're I here am. in front of me.
4: Yes. Um. It's complicated. I've become... Something else, I suppose. Is your friend Gavik still here?
3: Uh, he's around here somewhere. We'll need him. At he, least less than he was on the island.
4: Just okay. get everybody.
3: I'll go find him.
4: <laughs> to note, he was just literally staring at you until you walked away. He's just like, go. <laughs> like that unspoken <laughs> command. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Have I even had a chance to mess with Dara's this morning? Before
4: this I'm afternoon? going to say this is all happening fairly early on. Really? Okay, I just want to make yeah.
2: sure. Am I am I training already? Or even before this?
4: I would say it's like right after you start leaving for training, Yordi's like running into the tavern, and then you hear Klushin and everything happening inside, and he's like, I'll go find him. And it kind of draws your attention to whatever's happening.
2: Uh, Klushin, do you need me for anything is everything all right
3: Uh, you might stick around for a minute
0: yeah okay so I'm, I'm, gonna, set put off. The, I'm gonna put the chisels away I'm gonna put Dara's eye away I'll put my grinding stones away <laughs> <laughs> as I was getting set up to start working on it. sure a few minutes later
6: Gavik and Villamir both arrive um and
4: uh They walk into the room and Filimir just shakes his head (laughs) and Gavik is like, my God, (laughs) he's not exactly thrilled to see Varn, but also thrilled to see Varn is still alive, you know, kind of like my handiwork.
2: (laughs) That's my genre right there, bro.
4: That's right. That's right. But also like, my God, like I've taken over his whole thing. (laughs) I'm running on his island.
2: (laughs) That's right. I forgot about that part.
4: (laughs) (laughs) It's like a a whole mix, I think, of feelings for Gavik. Um, Wonderful and terrible and wonderful all at the same time. Um, He gives him a nod. He nods back and he kind of takes a seat. He's like, there are many things that need to be quickly discussed. I have... Quite a few things on my plate at the moment. I'm juggling many, many things. Uh, in fact, this is unfortunately the way it's been since I turned um, suddenly privy to endless secrets and knowledge. That he shakes his head and looks up at the sky. Briefly, kind of like flicks his eyes up and back down. And he says, "Anyway, um, I asked you to come because I went to the Ethereum." To track down the usurpers, thinking that potentially they could help us in whatever fights are to come. If they wanted to usurp the gods so badly that they locked them out of the ethereum, they would probably wish to defend everything to regain that power. What I found was unsettling, to say the least. It was like stepping into a nightmare. Black rain oozed from the sky with strange shapes intermingling, never quite finding a resting place for how they wanted to form. There were once great towering marble temples in the ever-shifting landscape that had toppled or been infected with black vine-like living organisms that crept along them, suffocating them and breaking them as it went. Along the beaches of the Ubelok lay a man covered in blood, the only living person I could even find. There was the carcasses of dozens of Oracora all around him, with only a strong seemingly club made of bone that he was wielding. But the man was unconscious, passed out in blood. Black blood. There was a whale or something that had decayed upon the clouded shores, ossified fragments of whatever the fuck it once was, but I couldn't spend enough time researching and trying to find out what exactly happened because this man caught my attention. See, he's not, from what I can tell, one of them. And he gestures up at the sky again. And he's not one of me. But he was there. In the ethereum, covered in blood. Not a single god to be found. This is a long shot, but is there any single one of you that that makes any fucking sense to?
1: Answer that, because I don't even think I'm in the room.
4: You're there. Everybody's there.
1: I, I don't know how uh, to answer that.
2: Uh, who was he? Did you have a chance to talk to him? Or did you? what did he look like?
4: When I approached, he charged at me upon gaining consciousness again. He seemed to feed off of the energy that I brought into the realm. The, the whatever affliction that ails the ethereum seems to sap the energy and mana from creatures. When I approached, it seemed to revive him almost enough that he could stand, and he raised his bone club at me. It almost looked like a rib, or a fraction of a rib from that massive whale thing, maybe, I don't know. But he raised it at me and he charged, and he was screaming, but it was... Not in a language I've ever heard. He got about six steps before he collapsed again. I searched around the surrounding area and I, I didn't find anything that was useful anyway. Some strange ruins, uh, old temples to the different gods that had long since had any seat of power that have gods had long abandoned the place. Uh, Far longer, I think, than they would say. Far longer, I think, than any one of you. And he kind of rests his gaze on Millie for a brief moment. He says, Any one of you who may worship them would allow yourselves to believe. From what I saw, that place has been abandoned for millennia. The only living creature I saw was this man. And yes, I did get a look at him, and I did bring him with me to some extent. He has a very difficult time speaking the common languages of Ganesi. It doesn't seem that he was made for it.
0: I have a way around that.
4: He nods. <clears> the <throat> thing is, I think that Regardless of this here thing, this might play some kind of role in the end. If Amira is going around there, fucking off around the universe, eating stars and eating planes and eating everything, and then some mad, raving warrior appears in the realm of the gods, covered in blood, shrugs. I'm not smart enough to put that together, personally, but...
0: Did you describe what he looked like?
4: He has not yet.
0: Not. What did he look like?
4: Well, if you'd like to see him, you can always. You see him just like. He's just following. Oh, me. I guess. And he stands up and walks outside, and you see him raise both of his hands up at the sky. And the clouds part briefly, and another ball of light descends. Before. And he watches like this this silhouette almost of a humanoid. Um, with long, almost antenna on the back of his head, slowly descends and is gently set on the ground. And the figure writes itself and stands um, almost entirely naked, just wearing a loincloth around its, you know, its man bits. I, I,
0: I'm a pop copper hand languages right now.
4: Sure. The humanoid figure has dark slate blue skin and electric purple glowing fins atop his head, long barbels that come from the top of his skull and arc behind him, ending with glowing purple frills, a long and thick tail with pink fins and fins uh, right at his elbows and forearms that kind of would allow, you would assume, for faster swimming. He stands curiously, almost like the Xosilar Xerix that you met a few days ago. He is digitigrade. I have no idea how to say that word. I've never had to try to say that word. Digitigrade? Digitigrade? Probably digitigrid. Um, he is digitigrade in the sense that his legs are almost like a deer, where they have long, dexterous, finger-like toes that seem to be able to grip and maneuver almost like a monkey's foot. Um, but they're long and thin, and they arc up, connect to a joint, arc up again, connect to a joint, and then arc up to the knee and back to his hip.
2: Okay, I was wondering how the hell a monkey foot would be similar to a deer's foot, but then you... you
4: I I'm more meant, like, the deer shape-like kind of okay. thing. Okay. The digitigrade deer leg.
0: But nails are okay.
4: Yeah. <laughs> uh, he seems to have okay. four toes... He seems to have, like, four finger-like toes on each foot with an opposable thumb-looking toe. Um, He seems like a cross of mammalian, reptilian, and piscine shape. He just kind of stands and observes, and you see the rain kind of slightly... the, the slight rain kind of hitting his skin, just moving down his chest, and you can see gills just immediately open along his neck and his upper chest. And then they're like gasping almost for the water. And then they slowly close and mold back into his skin, smoothing over. And He's just like standing and looking at all of you. And his barbells briefly glow once more at the tips with the purple. And then they go back to that kind of mute, darker purple again. And Varn says, uh, this is the, um, the man that I found. I've taken his weapon. Still have it, of course, but taking it from him just in case. It doesn't look like he's incredibly hostile, but not entirely certain. And, that as you're looking at him, this thing is, is muscular. It's like lean muscular something that is constantly moving and running and foraging and you know, that kind of thing. And its mouth is like this twisted, lipless line on its face. It kind of curls back a bit, jutting out slightly from its upper face. And it's just looking at all of you, tilting its head, just kind of moving its five-fingered hands. Um, You can see what look like fins and webbing just slowly disappearing as he just kind of crunches and uncrunches his hand into a fist.
3: I want to yeah, check Varn's bestiary to make sure I don't know what this thing
4: is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have a have a glance. Yeah, you, you pop her open. You're looking around. In front, is yeah. it wearing clothes? Right there. It is only wearing what appears to be a tattered loincloth that has strange-looking metal that covers the majority of everything, and then like tattered cloth that's been stained and cut. It kind of flows around about halfway down his leg. Or halfway down his calf. His fucking my brain. Halfway down to his knee. There we go. The only thing of note that the more perceptive of you see that is odd, given the nakedness of this man, is he seems to be wearing a tight, black, uh, horizontal, flat bracelet-like thing on his wrist. Like, it seems to be melted into his skin, almost, like a black rectangular bracelet. A cuff? Essentially, yes. But very straight-lined cuff on his arm. And it seems to be in his skin.
1: Does it look like our armor?
4: It does not. But good thought.
1: Does he have eyeballs?
4: Flipping... Hold on one sec. Flicking through the book, you do not find anything even remotely similar. And Varn kind of catches you and he goes, yeah, that um, I've never seen anything like this either. This is entirely new to me, hmm. but feel free to throw it in. <laughs> He's got a name apparently. Um, and he said, does he have eyes? Yes, he does have eyes. They look when you first saw them, they were white-pupiled, almost like a fish that lives deep, deep underwater. And then, as his eyes are kind of adjusting, he's like blinking them, looking directly into the into the rain. And you watch as this kind of thin, almost membranous shield kind of forms over his eye, and you watch his pupils slowly darken into jet black. Uh, eyes along with the white sclera of course they darken and then he can get like a clearer view of everything around him it's almost like his body is being reshaped in parts to suit this environment
1: this is an ugly drawing
4: (laughs) I'll send you a vague picture of what I based him on
0: I'm going to speak up I'm just going to to this Thing. Uh, uh-huh. Can you understand us? And I, I say that in celeste no. Common.
4: It's um. You say it in common and you see it and it doesn't seem to have any like ears physically on its body. And as you begin speaking, you watch as like small holes do on each side of its head open a few millimeters apart from each other. And it kind of tilts its head again as you speak and it says, I, you understand, as if it's learning your language as you speak it.
1: When it opens its mouth, is it like the teeth <laughs> I'm sorry, are like spiky that. or is it like, you said there was no lips, so I'm assuming it's just, <laughs> You know
4: what I'm saying? I don't know. Is there is are no really lips, um, but as it opens its mouth to speak, you see at first no teeth and no tongue. But as it begins speaking, you start to see a tongue forming and strange ossified bits of flesh, perhaps, that jut down, forming a basis of teeth as it begins to copy the standard look of the people around it.
0: I'd have no chance of any kind of check to discern anything about this person, would I?
4: (laughs) No, not really. Unless you're looking for something beyond, like, do I know what this is, you know?
0: No, like, I would ask if I've read about otherworldly creatures, but, I mean, it's (laughs) (laughs) D&D.
1: What's a barbel?
4: I sent a picture in the chat just now. They're basically like long antenna that are kind of flaccid that pop down. Catfish have them on their face. They are basically sensors that allow them to sense the things around them. And them being in the back of his head is kind of a...
0: Kind of like a fancy whisker.
4: Kind of like a fancy whisker that can pick up on vibrations and other things. Yeah. It kind of just stands before you just watching and slowly teeth begin forming and the tongue fully sets and it speaks again and says as it holds one of its large hands to its chest and goes I you understand and nods
6: (laughs) I'm sorry
3: so the way that it changes it's not like you were right
4: I don't think so this is something strange um, he shakes his head I don't sense any remember I'm basically a god now and he kind of says it flatly He's like I can usually sense the presence of other deities unless they are actively hiding it
3: oh I mean like he's not some kind of changeling or some kind of shapeshifter or something oh like that.
4: that's what you meant <laughs> of course yes it felt like another life ago now um, It's possible he seems to shift his shape slightly to accommodate to whatever environment and personage are around him. It's almost like a weird form of camouflage that doesn't quite work fully with his barbels and strange features, but I don't know. It's almost like a, there are some creatures back home that would transform to look more humanoid. And uh, these monsters would, would take on features that were humanoid and attempt to establish some sense of familiarity with humans to lure them in before they killed them and ate them. Now this, I'm not sure.
3: Lucian looks very uncomfortable. The notion of this may be a shared trait with something that tries to make people more comfortable to eat them
4: it definitely like is giving off big like this is a predator vibes like <laughs> it's very quickly picking up new languages. it's shifting to look more familiar to the people around it um regardless of its intentions, it seems to have evolved to be like an apex predator. It uh, kind of stares at all of you again and looks at Alexander, who spoke to him first, and says, "I new journey set on." Yes.
1: Say his name was Seton.
4: He said, "I new journey set on."
1: I literally did you not, not a hear new that. Journey
4: is What
0: that sentence said?
4: He's having a difficult time getting the accent. Yeah.
1: So he's mimicking Varn.
4: He seems to be doing a weird mimic of Varn and Alexander mixed together, creating a strange accent. Okay. And Varn kind of just looks out and says, um, That's a long shot, Gavik, but have you seen anything like this in the time that, that I've been away? Coleman, if you'd like to role play as Gavik, feel it free. He went. I don't want to talk to myself all night. (laughs) Remember, you're an old man now. (laughs) Can
2: I make a check?
4: Sure. Yeah, make a... um,
2: Let mm -hmm. me open up a character sheet that I haven't opened up in
4: (laughs) a year. I would say you can make either a nature check, or you could make a survival check. Or you can make just a base-sweeping knowledge check that would give you less.
2: Sure. Uh, Blood Hunter ability. Is it a fey fiend or undead?
4: Not from what you can tell.
2: Okay, cool. Um, you said a survival check?
4: Yes, sir. Or nature or knowledge, but with less info.
1: I'll boost you if it's nature.
0: Wait
4: a minute.
1: I uh, rolled pretty bad.
2: It's just a, uh, a 14. It's not nature. And I already rolled survival because that's my best one. Well, I can um, help you
6: with that. Okay.
4: <laughs> the only was there. I, I'll allow it. That's fine. If you want uh, to. Okay. If you want to. No, that's Orifarne. Shit. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: Let's see. I rolled uh, a 26. Twenty six
4: in survival. You've heard of shape-shifting monsters and apex predators that have, in the past, terrorized parts of the Green Sea, especially from the Tenastari that you've rescued recently. Um, in the last like four days since they've been here, you kind of kind of swapped monster stories and or five days swapped monster stories and chatted about you know. most glorious hunts and things like that. They love to show off. Um, They describe certain creatures, uh, one of them being a Luguru that can change its form and wear different skins, but its true form is essentially like a bat or a ball of light, like like dark electricity-looking light, like a dark, crackly purple, um, or a bat that... Tends to prey on men, um, but even that typically, the the less intelligent ones would don the shape of a female, and try to seduce men and suck them of their blood. Um, the more intelligent would not do that, and they would take an unsuspecting victim, regardless of gender, and they would infiltrate society, and they would try to adopt the mannerisms and the speeches of the people around them. It gives you similar vibes, but it's not quite the same creature. And really, this is something so weird and alien that it gives you a bunch of different hits for different monsters that you've heard of, but nothing quite matches a good enough description to say, I know what this is.
2: I gotcha. you. Um- the whole time this whole conversation is happening, I suppose Gavik would have been stood to the side to where there's nothing behind this creature between him and it. And he just kind of has his arms crossed, but his hand is on his pistol inside his coat and his eyes are just squinted at it and he's looking. And as Varn draws his attention to Gavik, Gavik without even like looking away at it, he just says, Ah, well, there's, uh, some stories from some of the others back, uh, back from your good old days, I suppose, that uh, mentioned creatures called Lugaroos and um, shapeshifters, some of them intelligent, some not, who uh, change themselves to integrate societies. But uh, other than that, I really don't know. I wouldn't. Does
4: this sound familiar to you? Warren's shaking his head. He says, yes, yes. Um- I dispatched quite a few of them in my day. They, they ran rampant throughout the Green Sea when I first got here. It was terrible. People were sacrificing and killing um, holding sham trials for people that weren't even afflicted with uh, being Lugaroos. It was a, a bad time for, for the islands. Dara, you look like you've got something you were trying to say for the last couple of minutes. What?
1: Uh- <laughs> um, I would like to do a nature check to see if it's the type of people that went missing in the ocean.
4: Sure, go, ahead and, a go ahead and try. Or is that? I would say you could make a nature check and then immediately follow that shit up with a history check. Okay. Is that the people hopeless was talking about? Who knows?
2: I'm talking. I'm asking. Yeah, that's fine.
1: That means he's not answering yet.
4: Which people? Where's, where's Hopeless? Remind me. Spin a little bit.
2: I thought Hopeless like walked around the ocean floor, saw some he people. Did. He did, yeah. yes. He did uh, the people
4: that he saw were the sea elves. Um, and then when he went deeper, the tritons.
1: That's what I'm wondering if it's a triton. But the 22 for the nature and the 12 for the history, don't know what you're going to okay. do with that.
4: Uh, this guy definitely has piscine qualities like i said you know he's, well, he's yeah. fish like to some regard he seemed to grow gills when the rain hit him um, before he consciously seemed to absorb them back into his skin because he noticed that none of you seem to have them um you're watching as the fins on his arms slowly start retracting and the kind of fin at the top of his head slowly retracts leaving only the barbels uh, which he does not seem keen on destroying. Um, and you, you notice for sure that he's got fish-like quality, uh, but he's also mammalian and reptilian. He's kind of a weird cross of nothing you've seen. Um, and Back on Oberyn, you weren't super conscious at the time, uh, but you do have memories of those days. And you feel a vague A very vague sense of familiarity with whatever this is. You know that your people have encountered them before. But that was a bit before your time as a sentient living creature.
1: I'll just say that whole thing out loud. Chase.
0: Uh, Bouncing off of what that part um, can I make some type of a check for any kind of hybridized creature that I might have read about? Sure.
4: Go ahead and make a let's call it let's call it a nature check or a history check. Let's see. They're both the same roll.
0: That's uh, a fifteen.
1: I would have given you advantage, but oh wait, no, I didn't. I didn't give it
4: fifteen. Time. Um
1: to use
4: it. You've heard occasionally of monsters that interbreed, right? Like a tiger and a lion creating a liger. Uh, You've heard of creatures coming together to create something far more deadly but unable to reproduce, so it's not usually a problem for too long. Um, Doesn't give you the vibes of the randomness that that kind of hybridization does. But it does give you vibes that this seems to be something, whether it's just evolution on a crazy, inhospitable world that created these abilities, or something that was engineered to be as such by a conscious hand, either way. Or, Farney, did you have more? I didn't mean to to cut you off. Morgan had her hand up, and I was like, oh, shit, I thought he was done. Um, Or Gavik, I suppose.
2: Yeah, which one am I? You'll never Oral know. Gavik? Um, no, uh, yeah, Gavik. Gavik. That's all he had to say. Uh, he just recapped what you said.
4: You see, the man still just standing there, and Gavik, as you kind of your finger kind of grazes the pistol, immediately you see him spin, lightning fast, and just stare at you, as if he sensed it.
2: Still don't move. I'm just looking right at him. I'm ready for it.
4: (laughs) He's looking at you with eyes that do not. You ever see a dog and you just think like there's not a single thought going on in his head? Uh huh. He looks at you with eyes that seem vacant, as if he just can't be bothered to pay attention to the things that are happening around him. And yet, you know, because of what just happened. That he is acutely aware of everything happening around him. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker
1: got a pass of a fucking 30. Yeah. Um, Probably.
2: So what is the point of bringing this creature here? I understand he's in the Ethereum. He was in the Ethereum, so there's a, a, a very acute level of significance about it. But uh, what is the purpose of bringing him here to see if he has significance or can aid us in
4: creature just stares at you and says, Can I'd us? And nods. And says, from when I talked to him, he seemed mimicking, of course, to some degree, able to form his own sentences based on words that he's heard and, and comprehended. But I brought him here because the one word that he knew that I did not teach him And you see the creature just slowly turn, like standing incredibly tall, uh, probably close to seven feet. Just slowly turns his head and his shoulders and eventually steps to the side slightly and looks fully at Varn and nods and says "Amira."
2: Or a Farnay from the back who's just been sitting down. It's just like oh
0: fuck. God damn it. That's it. (laughs) What?
4: Who is a mirror to you? He just like slowly looks up at the sky and letting the rain fall down. And then he bends down and scoops with his large hands a bit of the earth with a, a couple of shoots of grass in it. And he holds it into the rain. And he nods. Your deity. He shakes his head. No. He says again, mimicking Varn's voice. Once, perhaps. Now, no more.
2: Because Amira washed
4: your world away. His eyes. Because, yeah, like, yeah. Because, like, did yeah. the,
2: the rain wash the dirt out of his hands? That's okay. Yeah,
4: yeah. No, you picked it up. You got it. Okay. You got it exactly. Like that's one hundred percent what I was putting down and I'm glad you got it. He uh his eyes just slowly turn to look at you and he, he just nods, uh kind of not showing emotion, but his mouth kind of twisting a bit into a frown as he does so. This is the knife washed okay. away.
0: I look to Varn. do you think the nightfall has anything to do with this?
4: I I don't know. I didn't is that what they are calling it? He um, shakes his head. I, I can't say for sure. If it is, if that has anything to do with it, then you know, puzzle pieces could be coming together. But I don't know. All I know is I found this man bloody, alone with dozens of Oracora malevolent touch creatures surrounding his body in the Ethereum. He kind of says again, for emphasis, he's like, I don't know how he got there or what his plan was, but the fact that he he attacked me makes me wonder if it wasn't something more maligned than a friendly, cordial visit to the heavens. Anyway, he kind of looks at him and he's like, nods at the creature, and the creature nods at him, and you see it just slowly its arms forward as if it's ready to be manacled. And you see Varn just walk up and he places these strange light gray shackles that have runic emblems and what look like, now that you've seen them, air stones kind of inlaid in the shackles. And he watches the creature shudders, and the gills reform, and the fins reform. And the tail reforms back to its original length and size. And it all begins to glow and pulse in this like heartbeat like rhythm. All of the electric purple fins beginning to glow and fade and glow and fade with its heartbeat slow and rhythmic. And it nods at Varn. And Varn says, The creature decided to, when I showed myself to be. Person and not just a god or whatever decided to willingly be captured and come with me. This could be some incredibly intelligent predator move to get let loose on this planet and cause havoc. As he says that, the creature just shakes his head no. It's like, but. I, I want and need to know what this creature knows about Amira. Anything could be useful.
0: Does the name Agutsuka mean anything to you, saying this to this creature?
4: creature shakes his head.
0: I vague, give him a vague description of what he looked like before from what we were given.
4: He shakes his head and the only word he can get out fully is Goose, Gooski. No. No Gooski.
1: Everybody knows who the gangster Gooski is. That's
4: right. Big Papa Goose. (laughs) Papa Goose. Papa G.
0: Gangster Gooski. Goose Lord confirmed.
1: Did you say Lord?
4: I said, I was
1: like, no, don't.
4: You see a crowd kind of beginning to form around everybody. Not everybody clawing their way in or anything like that. People keeping a distance, but people are watching. They're curious about what's happening and what this creature that's being manacled is, you know.
3: I'm going to pull the piece of Nightfall out and like kind of Open the cloth and like show it to him and see if he recognizes this in particular, or has any reaction to it. Exactly. The demon has slid away from his desk. He's getting something. He's come back That's with dice. dice. He's finally he getting dice. his dice so, out. Go <laughs> <laughs> it's going to get the metal dice as
4: you pull it free. The you fact see, that this
3: thing is always accompanied by dice, makes me nervous. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you see the, um, the electric purple bits on his fins and on his, his uh, barbels and on his arms begin glowing faster as if his heart rate is increasing. Uh, you've already kind of made that connection. And like before you even fully unwrap it, it's beginning to beat faster and faster. And as soon as it comes into view, you see him just look away and again, beating faster and then slowly, rhythmically return to his normal, slow heartbeat, incredibly slow. And then he looks at it again, completely composed
6: and nods and says, crystals of darkness
4: befalling. He's like looking kind of back and forth in front of him, trying to find words to to match what he's trying to say. And he says, Crystals of darkness. Precursor to Amira. Return. He Shakes his head again, still trying to find the words and says, "Um,
6: Amira us destroy but Amira us
4: birth He's like nodding as he says it you see his his, uh, his mouth now without tongue or teeth having a very difficult time forming some of these sounds
0: I whisper to Varn. this isn't new is it he shrugs I have
4: absolutely no idea I don't know. Uh, He was repeating certain things on the journey here. I don't know if it was a name or if it was a place or if it was a person, a place. I don't know if it was a thing or a weapon, a god, what it was. He just kept repeating two words over and over manifold. Theracool. It's in the chat for you if you need to smell it.
0: I probably did not even get that close.
4: Manifold cool over and over and over the entire trip here. We crossed quite far. He shakes his head. I do not know, but I seek to question him farther and see what we can learn. He seems compliant for now.
3: I want to propose an idea to the group. Do you think that we should see if he has a reaction to Amaranth crystals? Or if they have any reaction to him? I think we should see maybe. Well, Okay, here's the thing. I, I want to see if the... I just forgot the name of them not the airstones the amaranth crystals amaranth crystals that's it yep there we go glad that you remember things um I want to see if the amaranth crystals have any reaction to him or if he has any reaction to them but I don't want to hurt him though either you know
1: like you don't want to experiment on him yeah you do it humanely
4: yeah you see him um Look at Varn, and Varn nods and slowly walks forward and undoes the cuffs and pulls them off. And you see his fins slowly dissolving into his skin and his gills dissolving, taking on a more humanoid appearance again. And he takes a few steps towards you, Klushin. Mind you, this guy is over seven feet tall, (laughs) and yet somehow his steps are almost silent. And you're looking and you're seeing the footprints that are left behind are light and twisted slightly, making them very strange. They, they almost look like they could be two or three different kind of animal footprints in this one moment, as if he's walking with his opposable toe in different positions intentionally to create unassuming tracks. And He just kind of slowly places out one of his large hands in front of you, and he says, uh, "Amaranth crystal."
3: Man, okay, I'll I'll get one out of the bag before I give it to him. Though I want to know if he has a name. So I like point to myself and be like, "Clusion." I point to him and be like, "Do you have a name?"
4: He looks at you and he says. You have a name, Clution, and then he points at himself and says, "Have name, theoretical."
3: Great and to Varne meet you. Says
4: uh, <laughs> he nods at you, and Varn says, "He didn't exactly have a name when we met, uh, but he kept repeating the damn thing, and I asked him if that was his name, and he shook his head. So I don't know." <laughs> It seems easier for him, at least.
3: Something to there. call him by seems... I don't know. Nice, I guess.
4: Right. Manifold Thericul. That's all he says. When you see Thericul just hold a hand out to you again. Um. He kind of places one finger in his palm and taps it and then moves his hand away and keeps his, his right hand in front of you palm up.
3: Alright, um... Nobody has said uh, a post to this, so I'm gonna go ahead and extend an a crystal towards his hand and set it in there, and he didn't explode into flames or anything, right?
4: No. You do watch his heart rate seem to almost slow even farther as you're getting closer. And as you drop it into his hand gently. He tightens his hand, his fingers around it, and he watches this again. Electric purple-like energy begins coursing through his veins, and his fins reappear briefly. They pop out almost, um, growing and cracking through flesh, and glowing brightly, brighter than previously. Before sucking back into his body, and he watches. He shrinks down about half a foot. His head smooths out with little bits of tufts of electric purplish, thin, almost looking like hair, beginning to sprout. He watches his feet slowly transform more to what he can see from all of you uh, into actual boots as feet. And his legs straighten. And he stands, almost human-like, except for the barbels at the end of his head and the weird electric purple hair, as his skin takes a lighter and lighter blue tone.
0: Word thought. The little spark in me that contracts how to here right now, do I get any pings from this per- uh, being? Okay. Nope. Thought I, had, thought I should ask. And
4: then he kind of holds onto the Amaranth crystal a couple of moments longer, watching as the kind of longer nails begin to retract into more cut and clipped nails, and his hands kind of shrink a bit. And he's just staring at his hands and looking at his body. And then he hands it back to you. And at first nothing happens, but after a couple of minutes, he'll slowly start transforming again back into his normal self.
3: And the amaranth crystal seems the same.
4: It seems to have the opposite effect. The airstone seems to disallow him from changing form. And the airstone, or the airstone seemed to disallow the amaranth crystal, seemed to enable him to farther adapt his body.
3: I meant, like, did he have any effect on the amaranth crystal? Ah. By holding it.
4: Gotcha. Looking at it, make an arcana check.
0: Can I give him aid in this check?
4: Sure. Alexander sidles up beside Klusian and is kind of looking at it as well.
3: Do you want to make your own roll or do you want to give me a advantage there, bud? That's I'd to- say He's uh, got
4: to give you advantage because you yeah. initiated it.
0: You initiated it, yeah.
3: Deal. I got 20.
4: 20's good. 20's good. You're looking at it, you're feeling the magical charge that it previously held has not dissipated even slightly. In fact, it seems to have grown stronger. And you can see, occasionally, very brief bolts that cause the crystal to almost pulse every few seconds with a purple light. Purple. Electric purple, very brilliantly bright purple, not malevolent dark purple. Colors are important, guys. This time, it's just a color. This time there's no secret here. This is why it's on the lowest tier of the iceberg. (laughs) Because there's definitely no secrets here.
3: I don't believe it for a minute. Doesn't matter. Um, do you still have that the crystal, the major arm? Because what if what if they what if that was them? That made those?
4: Lucian, you have boxes. Let's of see boxes in your bag. But
3: the one, but the one that the one that we used to make his arm was the one that came out of the Ziggurat thing, or out of the tower, or the thing in the middle of the broken. It was motor, the refined
4: it? version, yes.
3: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So wouldn't that be different?
4: That's the question, right?
2: Um, Orphan is going to stand up, and he's going to show his obsidian arm. Now I know the tower wasn't made of obsidian, but it was a very dark black similar glassy textured thing. And the shiny
4: it. metal. Yes.
2: Yeah, it was a dark black shiny, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, his arm is glass-like, but still similar. Um, he's going to hold up his arm to the thing and, you know, see like, oh, do people <laughs> drive things that look like this?
4: Looks at you. And they fly them. Doesn't hard. doesn't say anything at first. She's kind of staring at your arm, turns to look at the rest of you, kind of brief confusion present on his face. he says, um, drive,
6: people. He looks up at the sky,
4: stars. His eyes slowly fall from the heavens back down to the floor. He kind of looks at his hand, and he looks at the strange bracelet on his arm that's embedded in his skin. You see him just shake his head as if trying to remember something. I I, yes, think
6: perhaps long ago.
2: Um uh, do you happen to have that stone that made my arm?
3: Do I have that? You do. May I borrow it? definitely for some reason i thought that you had kept that <laughs> no
2: <laughs> i held on to it like i held it a couple times alex held it a couple times but it's been
3: mostly with you oh, okay wrapped in a cloth i totally forgot that i still had that yeah i'm a big wrapping cloth kind of guy
4: <laughs> that's like checks out actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: oh. do hand it over so i say uh all right buddy, no solid, no uh, quick moves here. But I unwrap the crystal that we got from the obsidian tower and I just hold it in my hand and I say, does this look familiar to you? Look
6: similar. Look, I don't know a simpler word. Just
4: kind of slowly tilts his head just back and forth, just studying the object, looking at you. And again, you see his eyes are fairly milky still, but slowly forming into fully present light sensing eyes. Um, and like every time he turns his head, you see the two holes on each side for the ears, uh, just one above the other, as if he's like listening to the object. And then the barbell kind of twitches every now and again on the top of his head and pulses with color. And then he just slowly takes a step forward and reaches a hand out toward it.
2: Uh, easy, incredibly
4: easy. slowly. like he is like a okay, I keep using this to describe him, and it's gonna make you think something that I don't mean, but almost like again, like a predator just stalking its prey, just no oh. care for and what I'm trying to get at with this is that there may or may not be anything in his head of an ego sort of thing. Like he, he seems methodical, like he's on instinct most of the time. So like a predator stalking prey, he just slowly steps forward and extends a hand toward the object.
2: All right. Orfraina is going to sit there, but he's going to meet eyes with Clusion, and he's going to meet eyes with Yordirim and he's going to meet eyes with Gavik and just be like, you know, kind of, you know, uh, give the eyes like, Hey, yo, be ready. If this guy does something funky and he just leaves his hand there for this thing to touch it, and he and Gavak are both going to hold actions to attack if this guy does something froggy. Sure.
3: I have an air stone in hand.
4: Okay. He touches it and takes it into his hand, and for a moment, he um, feels a shock, <laughs> and his whole body shocks with electric purple. Uh, almost as if it's working its way through his nervous system, and it's showing through his skin and his flesh, just briefly lighting him up. And then he holds it again, and and kind of flips it into his hand, and gazes into it. His eyes becoming clearer and clearer. He opens his mouth and says, "Crystal." He's like searching for a word. And says Deenora de, de Nora Cristo. Yeah, yes. Denora. He seems to sigh almost and stand straighter as as I said before, his humanoid shape was slowly wearing off, and he's like slowly getting taller this entire process and reverting back to his normal. Um He's standing again seven feet tall His fins and everything are fully out He's just holding it and says Dinora And then he sighs and like closes his eyes And looks up into the rain again Holding it close to his chest
0: Can I do an Arcana check on that Bracelet tattoo thing? Sure Um, I'm trying to ascertain If it's got any magical juju about it Or if it's just a tattoo Did you hear me? No, no. I said I
1: could give you a boost. I I do have advantage in Arcana.
0: If you want to aid me,
1: I would like to aid you. I I need more to write down. <laughs> 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 so, You'll see my my whole chart well, of this man.
0: The first, <laughs> first oh roll is God. a nineteen, and I'm assuming this is with Dara advantage. Yes, yes. So nineteen that takes it to. 32. Sweet.
4: 32. This bracelet does not seem to be arcane in nature. However, because I'm not totally cruel and you rolled really nicely, um, being someone who has dabbled with and tried to learn more about magitech, you have seen and created some mechanical array-like creations. And this, kind of like immediately the first thought you have after this isn't magic is A, could this be some sort of technology? Or B, could this be a magics that is not related to mana where Arcana would not help?
0: Where it's more like, um, oh, I can't think of the word you used last week for the the, the sound-based magic.
4: The sound-based is polyphonic
0: polyphonic that one some some different like that okay
4: yeah you you get the feeling it could be a device to channel other types of magic or it could be just a device that does something but you definitely get the sense that it's not natural and it's not a tattoo not natural not na- not a tattoo and unknown if it's intentional it's almost or not. like an enhancement that's been placed into his body and like kind of gazing farther into it you do see light scarring Along a piece of it, kind of further, furthering that theory in your head.
0: I kind of seeing how Dara is aiding me in this. Um, mumble bits of that to them that, and kind of ask ask them what do you think. Think it's something intentional, or if it's something that might be, I don't know, blocking this person. Mike Shackles. Dara. Right.
4: <laughs> he, oh. he was talking to you.
3: We're
4: gonna just taking notes.
3: <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to imagine Dara was also taking notes through the whole thing.
1: So in I didn't even a realize. a long that time that ago did Dara did have a notebook and then I stopped just ARP. Our- peeing that because I just figured that they would obviously be doing it and it didn't it was the right thing to do I didn't have to mention it every time now in real life like I'm actually writing I'm trying to debunk Marshall's game so
4: every <laughs> sentence God. that someone's I, gonna find that one day and be like who the fuck was this mad woman
0: <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's just gonna be like a padded cell with just writing all over it <laughs> Scratches in the wall.
1: Now, the Denora crystals. John
0: written for
4: Yaki. Yes.
1: In the machine, right? They were.
0: It was, yes. And we we did not say Denora in front of him. Right. No.
1: He said it. He got that on his own.
4: It seemed to power the machine previously.
1: they're the ones that diminish entropy. So, wouldn't that mean that he. Not just
4: diminish, but completely negates Negates it.
1: There's not a word for it. It's.
4: There it's is. It's called neg entropy.
1: It's called what?
4: Neg entropy.
1: Oh, of course. It's the
4: opposite of entropy.
1: So, now, now, ask your question. Now that I'm on p- the same page.
0: I, I literally. I, um, what I asked was um, seeing how you and I were both kind of d- with because of advantage, or ascertaining what it was. I asked if you thought it it would was placed there intentionally, like they willingly put it there. Or if you think um, this is more like shackles or something. Something meant to bind and... I don't know.
1: That's way beyond our knowledge. That That's literally something I could... Dar wouldn't even know that answer. Um, I thought it was a tattoo. I also thought it was armor. But he said it was fused. If it is not a tattoo... But he said it somewhat like, I was, I don't know, I was like picking up the star thing. And then I thought maybe it's like our armor and it has to do with that. And then we shouldn't delve any further because the moment we delved into that, you know, dogs and rabbits appeared. And and then
6: <laughs> we,
1: <laughs> it would relate to the dogs and rabbits and then I was trying to say angels and demons, but I didn't say that out loud, and I wasn't speaking in Dara's voice when I said that. Go ahead, Coleman.
2: Yeah, Gavik's just gonna walk up and slowly grab this thing by the wrist and say, what's this? Indicating to his, his bracelet. Tap it. lets on you it. do
4: so. It lets you do so. And um, just kind of slowly tilts its head, still holding the The orb to its chest and kind of staring up at the sky with its eyes closed, uh, opens its eyes slowly and turns its head to look at you. And uh, curiously, just removes your hand from it, just pulls your hand off, kind of switching the orb to that hand and using his other to pull it free. And then he just rubs his hand over the top of the black. Then you see his thumb kind of flicks something on the inside of his wrist and it pops up the, the shell of it almost pops up facing out and immediately a hologram of sorts appears
2: help me obi-wan kenobi
6: <laughs>
4: and it seems to depict with like these strange lights coming out of it these light blue lights uh it seems to depict a place similar to what Varn had described but not destroyed You see kind of the outlines, kind of like, you know, imagine like hologram from like Star Trek back in the day where it's not like fully colored or anything like that, but just like a hologram, like 3D map of a temple. Just slowly rotating out of this object. And he looks at you and nods and then he just slowly slides the cover back over the top of it and clicks it. Why? He shrugs. Points to your nose and says, Why?
6: No, no,
2: it's points not the to your same. teeth. It's to not the fucking your same at all. No, 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 no. Stop.
4: Your jewelry. <laughs> why,
2: <laughs> do you of, why do you You've have a map? love. Why do you have a map of the temple of Elysium? Why were you there? Why were you so violent?
4: He goes blank faced for a moment. Still clutching the orb. He says, Temple. Bad. Liberation, perhaps. Or suicide. It is hard to tell. Well, it
2: appears the fish is a bit of a philosopher. Well, at least you have a noble cause, I have to give you that. But where did you come from? Who are you liberating? And what is worth
6: suicide?
4: Questions.
6: You have many I, we, far away have come
4: travel extraordinary distance among stars. I do not have his voice kind of like shifting and changing with different words to mimic understanding anymore.
6: F our mission
4: why we left only and he like slowly points a hand up only amira and he nods
6: only kill amira destiny it is mine
2: god that kind of just like does like an inquisitive frown while still squinting. He nods. And he kind of just looks at the rest of the group. Is Vilamir there or no? He is. Okay, Vilamir and kind of
4: Varn. watching and taking notes.
2: So, yeah, he looks at Varn and Vilamir and then the party and Gavek says, So if everyone else here is following me, this appears that we have, just like half of all of you fuckers, another extra planer from somewhere the fuck else. Come here into the our timeline to do some fucking shit, change the destiny or whatever. Except unlike all of you, this one is here on purpose. Is is that what I'm gathering? Is 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 that successful insight check?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not dealing with
4: repeat yourself one more time
2: um i said repeat
4: exactly what you would like what repeat yourself exactly as you would like please
3: for the record do it for the record this time though yes <laughs> uh
4: the recording went gone
2: oh okay sorry um <laughs> what part did it stop at I'm no kidding.
4: i i i cut out slightly so i didn't catch all of it
2: <laughs> oh, okay. All right, all right. Um, Gavek does like an inquisitive frown and he nods his head and he looks around at Vilimir and um, Varn and then everybody else and he says, So, uh, help me put this together. We have over a handful of extra planar beings in this room half of the fucking emerald order at least are not from this timeline or this plane or this world Villamir is not from this timeline Varn is not from this world same with klushin yoderim dara and i don't know who about all the fucking rest of you but now this thing is also here from a different plane, or a different world, or a different timeline, except unlike all of you, it knows why it's here, and it's here for that fucking purpose, to fight Amira. Right? I mean, is is that what I'm gathering? Could this be, uh, or what's it called? A, uh, would know the term, because it's scientific, but like, uh, not a
4: coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) Um, kind of speaks up finally, and he says, uh, don't know what um, this is specifically, uh, but you, you raise a good point that many of us are from other places, and that does feel strange that we've all found each other with a common goal. The being speaks and says, "You asked where from I am. Alira was my home, which I need Gavik and." Alexander, to make a knowledge check.
2: Knowledge, okay. Is it called Alira because L is right next to M in the alphabet?
4: Oh hey. my god! <laughs> I'm
0: gonna pop another uh or a luck. I rolled a three.
2: Twenty-five.
0: Yeah, that's I'm not even close to that.
4: What'd you get, though? I need to know. Uh, Four
0: fourteen.
4: Okay, Alexander, there's a lot been going on for you. It's easy to, to forget certain things as time goes, with all this shit happening constantly everywhere you moved. Gavoc. It's been a little bit slower for you. T- to a degree, you know what I mean? Um, you've had a lot happen recently, but you've also had a chance to kind of slow down and focus on the mission rather than constantly be put in the thick of everything. And you remember the word "alira" from a conversation you had. At the Nereo Lyceum. And
0: say, I was There's gonna A certain say... goddess
4: called Hayeka, who, upon mentioning the circ- six circles of Gehelandar, spoke at length of how Alera was home to many unique martial arts and ways of fighting and magics that, upon the world's destruction, were lost. And that Gehelandar himself potentially was from Alira, though it is never stated directly. But he wrote about it pretty extensively in the circle that uh, you guys were able to make out and give to Quill.
0: Uh, that I have totally down here somewhere. It was uh, specifically
4: I... about the monastic martial traditions of Alira and how They're they attained by Amira,
0: uh, The Durinda weakened the population by allowing their voices to prevail pervade their minds as dickishly ones, as possible
2: Gavik is going to walk over and put his hand on, on SDL's shoulder and he's going to say that is
6: dickish. he's going <laughs> to say
2: my good boy do you not fucking remember when we met uh, that bitch that changed her face all around all the time and she talked about all of those things that Marshall just reminded me of in the Lyceum. You were there. Doesn't ring a bell? That's fine. I'm we'll get him We'll get him next time, buddy. Gavek's already walked away. How, um, <laughs> how long ago was that? I need, I need a saving game. throw
0: from Gavek.
2: A saving throw? Of what?
0: Oh yeah, let me find the spell. Okay. Let me find it.
2: Oh god, is Gavek level 14 oh. like the rest of us, or is he still level 10?
0: I'd say he's level saved. 12.
6: Woo!
2: I'm not gonna Woo-hoo. see what his abilities are, but what do I need to do? A Christmas save, <laughs> you bastard! That's a negative one four a. I mean, I can <gasps> save. Oh, it was almost a natural I... twenty. Uh, give me two seconds can... to scroll through this character sheet just to see if I have something.
0: Um, DC's twenty. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh.
2: Oh, I'm. <clears throat> well, um. I'm gonna use my saving face ability to reroll that. Since I failed this check, it gives me a free reroll. Or no, no, no. Hold on. I'm sorry. Um. I thought saving face added stuff. It added. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. So. Ads
4: per ally or something like that.
2: Yeah, and I have more Up than five max. allies around me, but again, it's... Uh, I, it's see,
4: no it's I see no allies here. <laughs> it's 12, fuck um, you.
0: I see no allies here. It's 12. I'm just going to cheekily pop you into, like...
4: he of luck to fucking you know. <laughs>
0: I don't have luck uh, on this character. I, I thought about it. Um, I'm just going to pop you into Demi Plane for the briefest of moments as he turned to walk away from me instead of seeing the beach where everyone else is. Mm-hmm. You just see empty space for a moment.
2: He just, like, crosses his arms and he looks. And, and I let
0: linger for a second and then I bring him back.
2: He comes back and he's just, like, getting dirt out from under his fingernails. And he says, well, I certainly hope you don't have to fight anything later today. Otherwise, you just expended precious resources. Um, if you don't remember, that's just fine. Please try to remember to be a bit smarter with uh, your resources. Okay. Thank you, Alexander.
6: For that.
4: (laughs) Jericho just slowly turns to look at Varn, and he says, Done here. And just perfect, perfect vocal comment just says, Done here. And nods at him. And Varn kind of nods his head and says, Okay. Um... And he snaps his finger, and a ball of light what? begins to form around Thiracul. The gem?
2: Yeah, I was going to say, or is going to try to get the gem back.
4: He's still holding it.
2: Uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, uh, give me that back, please.
4: And he's just like looking down at you as he begins to slowly form with light, and he's holding the gem, the the Genora crystal still, and he says, I think I'll hold on to this just for a little bit.
2: Hey, no! Wait, no, who said that? Varn or the fish? No, The dude.
4: Cool.
6: Hey,
2: I think no. will hold
4: on to this for just a little bit.
6: I'm going
2: to try to
4: I'll take return it. it. I'll return it when I can. <laughs>
6: I'm going go to try to take a, <laughs>
4: You're going to go with a Make an attack roll, we'll say.
2: Make an attack roll. All right.
4: As he is slowly being enveloped with light and starting to levitate from Barnes' thing. <clears throat> Dirty 20. Dirty 20. Okay. 22.
2: I just missed an attack. I would like to burn a luck to (laughs) re-roll.
4: You don't have that kind of time, my man.
2: Okay, yeah, that's that's your rolling. (laughs) If you if you don't want me to,
4: (laughs) I mean, you can if you'd like. Uh, This is happening very quickly, though. This ball of light is quite literally light transmitting up and down.
2: Okay, I said, give me that fucking thing. Twenty (laughs) nine.
4: Twenty nine that time. Sure, you managed to grab onto uh, his arm. As he's beginning to get beamed, who is this again? Is this Orffaring? Yes. Yes. Okay. And you're grabbing on. You're strong. You're tall. Not afraid of this guy. Um, he's got it clutched tightly against his chest. And suddenly you feel weightless as you're lifted off the ground, uh, enveloped in light and warmth, and no. feels good. Feels good. <sighs>
2: God damn it! I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Uh, can I use my channel divinity on this guy?
4: You can try. Yeah.
2: Okay. What's it do? Okay. Um, I am going to find it. The temporal lapse, and so sh- sh- I'm gonna need him to make a wisdom saving throw.
4: Hey, natural seventeen plus six for
2: twenty three. He succeeds anyway. Uh, It still takes his (laughs) mind to where it's going to take him. Um, Mm. I basically, as I'm grabbing onto him, I shift his consciousness um, into a place of hellfire, essentially. The same setting, except Karth is burning, and there are dead bodies everywhere, and there are angels and demons fighting uh, and just massacring people, and Amira is in the sky. And In an attempt to frighten him, but then his mind comes back.
4: Okay.
2: His mind comes back to this timeline. So he
4: sees all of this happening. But he's not frightened by it. He's not frightened by it. Um but his body stiffens and then relaxes for a moment. And he just slowly turns his head to look down at you and says, What sort of dark, evil future are you trying to imagine? This is the work that we do. To prevent all of this from happening.
2: Who the fuck are you?
4: We are the ones who have killed your usurpers. And we are the ones who will kill Amira. And we will restore order so that none other have to experience the death and horror that we did.
2: How how high up are we floating?
4: Right now you're about 16 feet or so. Okay. Slowly going up. Yeah.
2: Can I just make an insight check? Sure. Not bad. 17 plus zero.
4: He seems pretty resolute in what he's saying. Um, He genuinely looked for the first time a bit disgusted when you showed him that alternate timeline. Um, And you saw depth and perhaps pain and fear in his eyes as he was speaking mm-hmm. that showed the experience that he's had. Um, you still definitely get the sense of predator and prey where you're the prey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but his intentions don't seem to harm you or to necessarily try to stop you farther if you continue to try to take this thing from him. Or feel his looking. body kind of relax even farther.
2: Yeah. Uh, he's just looking at him still, and he says calmly, Will you make better use of this than us?
4: I can assure you that we will. And then we will return it just as soon as we are finished.
2: Or is going to pop his echo up on the ground right next to the group.
4: And, and he says, swap, uh,
2: swap places with it
4: as you're going uh so you probably only get part of this but as you're going he says uh unless you stay for the whole thing i don't know but
2: if he starts talking i'll just hold it for a half second but i can only do that
3: once per round so
4: he says oh god i forgot what i
3: was gonna say (laughs) just like instantly lost it after you said the echo i was like fuck Uh, i hate um, it i hate it when i have a guy hanging from me i'm flying up in the air and i just forget what i was gonna say to him
4: i know it's the worst um (laughs) He kind of gives you a, a light, almost smile, and he says, in time, we will return, and together we will finish the work and prevent more people from experiencing the death and hardship that we have. And your friends and you and any others will be free to return to their original places but for now, know that this is necessary. Besides, Varn and I hatched this plan, so if you're pissed at anybody, be pissed at him.
2: Or Farnay just shakes his head no, and then gives him a nod, and then summons his echo on the ground and pushes off of him, and swaps with the echo to
4: be on the ground again. Sure. The light ascends farther and farther and beyond the clouds. Barnes just kind of looking around, and he's like, um we should talk. Uh, Klusian right. as well. We should get out of here and have a conversation in private.
3: Of course.
4: I know how to get you home. Um, I could do it today if you'd like. I figured it out. It was mostly for Clution, but um, happenstance that you're here, and I'm happy that I can offer it to you as well.
3: Funnily can, enough, I uh, intend to stay.
4: That is, he kind of shakes his head and swallows. and He's like, "That is interesting." Um, I, obviously, that's that's fine. That's that's your your wish. Um, personally, I, I began looking into this for myself before. He kind of like holds a hand up. I am. Um, I've learned how to navigate, shortly, between places, and luckily for you two—or at least your dream, perhaps—I'm um, not as dumb as I look, and I do still remember some of the runes from the Forgotten Realms. So, if you'd like to go home, I can at least get you the Fandolin, if nothing else. I'd say water deep, but that's riskier. Risks a lot of public eye.
5: As much as I've been dreaming of going back home. <laughs> God damn it, Bill. <laughs> I feel these people. He's going to gesture to everybody. Well, I guess we're alone, huh? These people that call themselves the Emerald Order need help. They need help protecting this realm. If you can promise me as soon as we protect this realm to send me back, I'll do it then.
4: You know, I've never been one to lie to you. And while I may sound and look slightly different, um, having been turned into something I'm not... And you hear him kind of dip slightly into a more grumbly voice and he changes form slightly to show the scaration on his neck that he hid before under scarves and said. And he's like he goes You know I'd never lie to you, Jordan, but um I'm not going to do it now. And his form shifts again back to the younger, smoother skinned and less constrained voice and says, I will not be able to get you home. Once we defeat Amira, I don't intend to live that long or live that long like this. I am not and have never been the religious type. Kind gives a rueful smile. Funny that fate would see fit to make me a god of sorts. It's not exactly something I want to keep.
3: could have never imagined a finer man to attain godhood
4: shakes his head. Leave it to better men.
6: My hands are bloody. I'm not...
4: the kindest person. I've just deceived all of you with... Theo. Making you think he was some kind of savage who... didn't
3: understand you. It means to an end, you see things that we don't. You know things that we don't. I, I understand.
4: I know monsters. And... That wasn't one. I think that's the important thing, is Theo is on a mission to ultimately do what all of us are trying to do, but with better resources and potentially more allies that he can call for us. But... shakes his head. I don't intend to make it out of the battle against Amira, at least not like this. I was brought into this world by Vilamir. I was brought forward in time after I'd established a home for myself and lost everything, watched it crumble to dust. I'm tired, and this world was killing me, and I fear that the same thing will happen to the both of you the longer you stay. But, obviously, it could just be my age and constitution, taking... So many dangerous twists and turns in my life. Ingesting poisons constantly to get a better advantage in combat isn't going to exactly do wonders for your, for your health. Anyway,
6: if you want to wait, your drum, that's fine. You
4: may need another way.
3: And, Yordi, know if you want to go, I think you should. You have something to go back to. And everyone here will understand. We all have people that we care about. We wouldn't fully understand if you feel like you have to go back to that. And if they don't, then, you know, I'll take the beating for it.
4: They don't have to say anything.
3: So
5: So you're saying it's either now or never.
4: Saying it's within the next few days, or probably not. Uh, Maybe, at best, within a talk or two. But after that, I think things are going to be shifting quite dramatically. After this here mess is dealt with that you're dealing with now, I think it's going to be time to devote all of our resources to Amira and figuring out what the fuck we're going to do. And so, before the battle of Amira, is my final offer,
6: however late from now that stems. I'll
5: take you up on that offer once we kill to here.
4: You know, it's, I will be assisting Theo elsewhere, but I will return. I'm sure I'll be summoned along with every fucking other person in the world. is fucking... Pedantic ass. Lovely seeing you, mates. I'm going to have a conversation with Gavik and head off to meet Theo. We have a long voyage ahead of us.
3: Lovely to see you too. And I would say I had news, but I would assume that you know since you're basically a god at this point.
4: He shakes his head. One thing I've learned about gods is that they're only as powerful as the amount of people worshipping them.
3: I suppose it's kind of a somber hour to tell you this, but I have recently been wed. That's
4: fantastic news.
3: I suppose, as long as she doesn't die fighting (laughs) Shyamsteen.
4: That's less fantastic news. (laughs) Well, fuck. um, I can potentially... Uh, I'll see what Theo and I can do. uh, Maybe there's something that we can do, but we really have to begin moving soon. This ship is dead in the water, so to speak, uh, which is why we took that call.
3: So. You probably could have just asked.
4: We could have asked, but. (sighs) He shakes his head. This was a short thing, I understand. It's one thing to steal it, and another to ask and then debate for days on whether or not it's a good idea. And days is well, not okay. something we have the luxury of. He could have just taken it, but I don't know. Theatrics, maybe. He's always loved the arts, Theo. Well,
3: he did a fine job with that role.
4: Oh, well, give him your praise. All of us.
3: I think he had all of us fooled.
4: <clears> he <throat> you nods. Know, Best be off then. Um, ads. I um, cannot say how good it is to see the two of you together again.
3: It's been a nice reunion. Reunion. It has
4: indeed. I will only look forward to telling you stories later of the things that I've seen involving some of your other friends. <laughs> well, one of them in particular.
3: I can't wait to hear all about it. I'll. Hmm. Uh, Hold you to it, uh, assuming that we're all still around in several days.
4: <laughs> what happened? He nods. he nods and kind of walks back out of the, the area that you guys are kind of standing in over by the ocean. Uh, walks toward the Tenistari guild hall. You see him just kind of put his hands on his hips and just stare at it for a couple of minutes before walking in the rest of you just briefly in the circle after the Denora crystal is taken. Vilimir is just shaking his head, just looking very stressed out about the whole <laughs> thing, <laughs> just shaking his head. Um, yeah, Ishan and Ashani are kind of in the crowd watching as well, just uncertain. You can see that a couple of them have Couple of people the crowd have like their hands on their weapons, just kind of unsure how to react to the whole thing that just happened. Um but the morning continues, the rain begins to cease, the sky begins to clear slowly, and you're left wondering what the hell that was all about. If Orifarne tells the group anything, um, then you know a little bit more. If he doesn't, then you don't. <laughs> um but we're gonna end it there, just kind of watching the sun peek through the clouds and watching Varn walk toward the Tenestari headquarters and he kind of like catches Gavik's eye, and Gavik begins walking that way as well, um, to speak with his his Jona and see what he has for him. What's next in store for Gavik? Um, who knows? Maybe he goes off on a fun little adventure in space with Varn and Theo. Who can say? I
0: can say this after the recording, it's fine. I just okay. want to make sure that I wasn't lost.
4: Sure. Um, yeah, and with that, we're going to wrap up for today. Thank you for listening. We'll be back in a couple weeks, hopefully. Um, like I said, I should know next week. To let you guys no as more.
3: long as Amira does not consume the world in the meantime
4: As long as Amira does not consume <laughs> the world in the meantime we should be left in a couple of weeks Thanks everybody Bye bye